Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We've got a a great guest with us today. We have with us Aaron Vega. He is the Director of Planning and Economic Development for the City of Holyoke. Uh, Very new in his job, actually. Aaron, what was it, uh, a couple weeks now, three, four? Today is actually the one-month mark. So I start on January 25th. All right. Well, we'll talk about that more in a a minute. Uh, Aaron, as most of you probably know, is a now former state legislator. He was in the House for, I believe it was four terms. Uh, And uh, he is now making a somewhat unusual move from the State House to City Hall in Holyoke. We're going to talk to Aaron about that move very briefly, and then we're going to move on to talk about Holyoke, uh, one of the larger cities in Western Massachusetts, uh, like all of them, kind of uh, trying to battle back from this pandemic and, and regain some of the momentum lost over the past 12 months, but also kind of a unique city in a way because it's, it's trying to build a, a new industry, a new cluster, if you will, in the cannabis sector. A lot of progress has been made already, and there's more to come, as we'll see in a few minutes. First of all, good morning, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Thanks, George. Great to be here. And it's good to have you with us. So just very briefly, uh, tell us how you uh, happened to move from the State House to, to City Hall. That's, like I said, that's an intriguing jump. Yeah, it is an intriguing jump. And when I made the decision just about exactly a year ago to not run again, uh, I didn't really imagine I'd be working directly for the city. I wanted to definitely, definitely be more focused on Holyoke and Western Mass. Um, but as things turn out, and I got a call from Marcos Morero, my predecessor, uh, that he was going to be stepping down, and um, it just made sense to take this position on. I think that this office is positioned to be a little bit more outward facing, a little bit more proactive. I think that Marcos and the team here did a great job over the last eight years of setting the groundwork. We've got the largest, most active urban renewal plan. We've got, as you mentioned, the the budding cannabis industry, uh, so to speak, happening in Holyoke. We have a number of housing projects. And so it's kind of like the fifth inning pitcher coming in to win the game, if you will. Budding cannabis industry. I like that. You've been (laughs) practicing your puns. So there's quite a few of them. So uh, we'll we'll get to cannabis in a couple of minutes. Uh, Now, I've been covering Holyoke for, for a long time. Uh, I've been watching Holyoke over the last 10 years. A lot of progress has been made. For those who are not familiar with the city and, and probably know only about what they read in the 70s and 80s, this certainly is an old paper mill city that had fallen on some hard times. But in recent years, there had been a lot of progress made, a lot of new developments, a lot of momentum downtown, new businesses, uh, computing center, uh, mm-hmm. a lot happening in the arts, the cultural economy. Uh, obviously, the, the Cubit Building and the uh, Culinary Arts Center from Holy Community. There was just a lot going on. And similar to Springfield, uh, the pandemic came and, and just kind of presented a brick wall to a lot of people and slowed a lot of that down. Do you want to talk about that for a, a few minutes before we move on? Sure. I mean, when you when you look at it, I mean, you look at the last couple of years, I can tell you, you know, as far as site plan reviews, you know, 2016, we had seven, then we had seven, we had 15, then we have seven more, seven more, 12 more, just last year, site plan reviews. That's for new businesses coming in. Obviously, a lot of them cannabis. You know, we have benefited, thankfully, from the legislature's move 
you know, a decade plus ago when they created gateway cities and creating these sort of special additional incentives uh, for gateway cities like Hoyoke. Um, and, you know, that's a lot of the reason why the, the High Performance Computing Center landed here. Um, obviously, our electric rates are another attractive thing that we, we offer to businesses. So, you know, when I look at the last, you know, five to 10 years, uh, I think that the attitude change is also something that's hard for these cities to, to come to. As new people move here and sort of, you know, interacting and connecting with the generational families that have been here and it sometimes takes the outside view to see the positive, right? Sometimes it's the people from the outside that come back and recognize the beauty and the, the potential of the buildings and the homes and the infrastructure and the architecture here. So I think it was sort of a, you know, obviously a revitalization, but also an inward revitalization, if you will, about re, re, reconnecting with our manufacturing history, reconnecting with the assets that we have here, reconnecting with our arts community and reminding people that this is a great place to work and a great place to live. Yeah, I think the phrase that you and others have used is that the, the conversation has changed when it comes to Holyoke. Uh, yeah. Uh, and what is the new conversation, if you will? Well, I think that's exactly it. I think that was part of what I tried to do as state rep in, in some ways was change that conversation. And the conversation is that Holyoke is a place to invest in. Holyoke is a place that has leadership uh, that is looking forward, not just sort of, you know, managing the issues, if you will, but sort of looking for solutions. And that Holyoke is a place for businesses to develop and people to move to. Um, you know, we're priding ourselves on being able to, you know, create more home ownership opportunities for people as they move up the economic ladder. We're trying to make sure that we have, you know, entrepreneurship ac uh, accessibility for people who want to start their own businesses. And so, I think that all that groundwork is really coming to, to was coming to a real head, if you will, a year ago. Um, and then, of course, COVID, you know, hit and took a lot of the momentum away. But I think we're rebuilding that. And, you know, hopefully, I think the bent up, or the, the, the held back momentum that everyone's just waiting for to come back and see live music and go back to restaurants. Um, I think it's going to be helpful when we get out of this pandemic. Well, we just have to get through this pandemic. I, I know if we're we're into March now. This will be the second year in a row that Holyoke hasn't been able to do a St. Patrick's yeah. Day parade. That, that's just a killer for a city like that. I mean, there's so many businesses and the, the trickle-down effect. Um, boy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think about, like, you know, I have three new restaurants that have opened up during COVID. Uh, and something like the St. Patrick's Day parade is obviously a way that a lot of people get introduced to new restaurants and new businesses and, and come as a homecoming and a return back for Holyoke. So, yeah, to have not to not have that influx of, of tens of thousands of people coming into the city and into Western Mass. I mean, again, the, the parade is in Hoyoke, but we know that, you know, like, like you said, the ancillary events, you know, are happening in Chicopee and Westfield and Springfield and all that sort of renting of spaces and the restaurants and, you know, all that's taken away for a lot of businesses for two years in a row. So it's definitely something we're concerned about. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's shift gears uh, and talk about cannabis. It, it, it is a Western Mass phenomenon, but <laughs> Holyoke, uh, maybe more than any other city has rolled out the red carpet for this industry, this cluster, this emerging sector, if you will. Uh, this was uh, Mayor Morris's plan. This was his yeah. doing, and I'm sure you were kind of right there with him uh, from your legislative seat. Uh, talk about Holyoke, how Holyoke has established itself uh, what was the old line the mayor said, the rolling paper city? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rolling paper city. Uh, you know, we were sort of green before green was the thing to be. So, um, but the reality is that when we welcome in this new industry, we just made it easy. 
I think that a lot of communities saw an opportunity to sort of take advantage of these new industries, these new companies coming in. I mean, there's a lot of money behind the cannabis industry, but we streamlined it. Um, even though there's a city council special permit, it's a streamlined uh, process, and they've, they've approved every applicant that's come through. Our host, agree- host community agreement is very boilerplate. Everybody gets the same one, so we're not asking you know, people to go above and beyond what the state allows. And we sort of helped in usher in both city and private property, you know, to present to these companies. So I think it's been, you know, bringing the ability to bring manufacturing back, to bring jobs back is what we saw. You know, it doesn't really matter what's being made behind these walls. If they want to make airplane parts, if they're making military parts or they're making and processing cannabis, it's all manufacturing to us. So, you know, we have the ability as a city to uh, receive some additional revenue, which is great and make sure that they're able to do the business they need to do here in Hoyoke. And so, you know, whether that's infrastructure, whether that's, you know, ombudsmen's in the, in the city hall to guide people through the process and to keep up with uh, all the annual reporting that has to be done and the tax revenue and the impact fee. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into this industry, much more than, you know, your average manufacturer or small restaurant that wants to set up. So, but we see it as an opportunity both to bring on, you know, some old buildings that have been off the tax rolls and revitalize them and bring them back up to code and bring them back on the tax rolls and also address some of our vacant property. And again, bring people into the city. You know, if we can get people into the city to to visit a cannabis store uh, and hopefully they're going to go visit one of our restaurants and then they're going to go visit, you know, the park and then hopefully maybe they'll hit the mall on the way out. So it's not just not just trying to get that person to hit the one store and just leave, but how do we keep them here and have them engage in all the other things that we can offer them? Well, you've got some advantages that other communities don't have. You mentioned the mill space. There's millions of square feet of mill space. You also have your own municipal utility. You have some of the lowest electric rates in the city. Uh, these cannabis uh, facilities uh, use those, those high-intensity lights, uh, huge energy bills. So you've got advantages that other cities don't have. And now businesses are starting to you know, take advantage of what you had to offer. You've got uh, one uh manufacturing facility, uh, already cultivation facility, already operating. You've got another one due to open in a couple of months. That's True Leaf, I believe it's called. Yep, exactly. What, what, what's happening there? How many jobs are we talking about? So they, they've got their occupancy permit. They should be putting seeds into the, into their, uh, into the planter, as it were, you know, this month. Um, they're exciting. They're one of the biggest companies out of Florida that have set up shop here in Hoyoke. Obviously, GTI, one of the biggest in companies out of Chicago, set up right here in Hoyoke. We have another other number of other companies set up. We have over 40 provisional licenses at the state level right now uh, that have received pre-approval, uh, both for manufacturing, processing, and dispensaries. You know, I'm not sure if all 40 will end up, you know, opening bricks and mortar, but even if we get half of those, uh, we're going to be in really good shape. Um, and so, the next step to me is figuring out what are those ancillary businesses that support the cannabis industry? How do we get those in here? There's the technology uh, that's used to grow these facilities, to grow these, um, to grow this product in the facilities, but there's just the nuts and bolts that these companies use that, again, that are buying products from other states like Texas and South Carolina. I want those other businesses to locate, obviously, here in Holyoke and definitely here in Western Mass to support the entire industry here in Massachusetts. So what are the projections in terms of what we can do with this sector in terms of of jobs eventually? We hear lots of different numbers. I think you've got, what, a couple hundred people working in cannabis now between the cultivation facilities and the dispensaries. Where where can that number get to? 
It's only going to be a fraction of what the the paper number of employment. And, you know, to me, the real number for, you know, the tax revenue is on the growth facilities. And those are the ones that are going to establish themselves and be here for the long haul. Um, I'm all for supporting the small businesses and and the, and the, the, the entrepreneur that wants to get into this industry. And obviously those affected uh, you know, those social equity candidates that have, uh, that have been affected by the war on drugs. So we want to see the small businesses grow. But I think the long term is those large growth facilities that are employing 100, 200, upwards of almost 300 people. There's going to be over 250 people growing, working at Leaf once it's up and running. That's sustainable, and that's going to be a big impact. You know, when you think about what Holyoke was in its heyday in the 50s and 60s, it's where the jobs were, right? I mean, all these mills were filled with people from all over the place working, and that's what we wanna see again. So I think the real jobs, you know, my hope is in, yeah, if we're talking again next year this time or the year after, there could easily be 500, 700 people working in the cannabis industry to some degree. And of course, we, we talked, uh, you know, about this in, in other communities and that the trickle down and happens. Uh, there's a formula that's involved when you're revitalizing a city. You need lots of components to come together. You need jobs. Uh, you need housing for people who are going to be in these jobs, but you also need places for these people in these jobs to go. Now, this yeah. could be part of the, let's call it the bounce back from COVID. If you've got uh, three, four, five hundred more people working in your downtown, it makes sense that this will trigger new hospitality sector businesses in that area, uh, and this this could lead to a bit of a revitalization. This is a theory. Uh, how is the theory? Absolutely, looking? it's you know all, all planning is based on data and, and, and it's somewhat theoretical, right? But yeah, I've talked to some of my new restaurants and saying you know let's just get through this pandemic, let's get through this because literally in just a couple of months you're going to have 200 people working around the corner that are going to be looking for someplace to go after work for a beer or for dinner. They're going to be looking for somewhere to go, go grab lunch. And hopefully, you know, once we have live music again, you know, looking for someplace to hang out after work. And so it's all positioned correctly now. We just got to get through this pandemic and, and put it to the test because you're right. The theory's there, but the proof will be in the pudding. Well, the proof will be when we when it comes together. And the housing aspect, absolutely. I mean, we we have a lot of housing stock, but we, we are still facing a housing crisis here in Western Mass and particularly in Hoyoke. And I think the biggest thing is as people get jobs, be in the cannabis industry or whatnot, or start their own business, and they want to stay in Hoyoke, we need to have all the different options for housing available, right? You know, the overpriced loft with the great views, right? The New York style loft that costs 1500 bucks, great. Let's have that. Let's have affordable workforce housing for people who want to start a family. And let's have home ownership um home ownership opportunities, not just, you know, for the, you know, the multifamily uh, units, but also smaller units or those or those Victorian homes. We have it all here and we just got to make it more accessible. And again, position ourselves to be the place where people come to maybe to work. But when they think about buying that first home, they want to buy their first home here in Holyoke. Okay. Well, good luck to you in all of that. And, and good luck to you in, the, in your new job. Uh, it's, uh, you come to Holyoke at a very intriguing time in its existence. Uh, a lot of good things happening, but uh, like you said, uh, not once, uh, but twice and maybe three times. We just got to get through this pandemic. Uh, we're still a ways away, but 
you know, hopefully we're, I got, I'm going to use that phrase light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully absolutely. there's some. Absolutely. I say just, just, you know, one last, and it's, it's not all about cannabis here, right? We, we, we got a lot of other great things going on. We want to welcome in all kinds of businesses. We're going to have the largest grain facility here in Hoyoke with Valley Malt establishing their second location. So, you know, it's not all cannabis related. We are looking at indoor farming. We're looking at entrepreneurship that we are, we're open for business and we're looking to work with all of our partners in the area. Okay. Again, good luck to you. Thank you Thank for you. coming on. We'll have you back uh, this time uh, next year, if not before then. I've got to talk Sounds about what great. kind of progress you, you've made. All right. Thank well, you. thank you, everyone. Uh, this has been another episode of Business Stock, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. I'd like to thank Aaron Vega for being my guest today. We'll see you next time. <music>